Hello, and welcome to the Four Cornered Room. It's me, your host, Cody Clark, and today is a special day, because not only do I have two of my best pals, Moxie O'Brien, thank you, and Ian Compton, yep, yep. but we have a special guest as always, Mr. Abe Zito. As always. Everybody <laughs> give a hand for the happy young Jedi. How you doing? Right on. So, um... We usually do some fairly heavy subjects for the research episodes of the show, but I had a real shit week and I didn't want to do that. So I, I rearranged some things and rather than talking about a bunch of like striking workers getting murdered by the cops, uh, I thought today we could discuss the political history of comic books. Hey. That's fucking awesome, uh, right? Yeah. I, knew, I knew the crossover was coming yeah, soon enough. It's happening, baby, and it actually crosses over more than you would think it would. I mean, um, like look, I feel I have a pretty good idea. I've, I've always there's was, a couple yeah. of things I didn't throw in here, like the fact that like Eugene Debs and the IWW funded a comic book company at one point. Yeah, like. There was, like, a specifically, like, socialist comic book company. There's a lot of, like, crazy shit about Pennsylvania in there, but... Yeah, uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is going to be a real cool... This, this one hits uh, home, hey. ...sidestep that isn't going to make everybody want to, like, cry and drink. <laughs> so uh, let's, let's get into it, because I, I have a lot, because I'm a big comic book nerd, so... Um, the beginnings of comic books can be traced back to uh, William Randolph Hearst and Joseph Pulitzer in the oh, 1890s, no. actually, which is, it makes sense when you think about it. Turn of the century printing right. press. It's, that's that's who had shit. the printing presses, and that's who was running the paper industry. So, I mean, it makes sense. Um, and they each owned prominent newspapers, and they found themselves in constant competition. Uh, Pulitzer began featuring comic strips as a way to appeal to the large immig- immigrant class, okay. most of whom didn't read English. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Right? Okay, right, right so, right. yeah, so it's... Okay. So it's just a, a way to communicate without words, not at first. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and interesting. That's a huge, medium, I mean, yeah. if you think about it from a... I hate to say it, if you think about it from a capitalist standpoint, that's a huge untapped source of like people who could be buying papers. Especially back then. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so some very early titles, uh, such as Hogan's Alley, Hans and Fritz, the Cats and Jammers, and the Yellow Kid, often depicted scenes relatable to the poor and working class, albeit with shocking and provocative images for the time. Wait, oh, was yeah, was sure. Fritz the Cat Fritz, one of the original comics? No, not that Fritz the Cat. Oh, okay. Cats and Jammers. Oh, I don't know oh, oh. Their their names were Hans and Fritz, uh, and I think it was in German specifically. Um, I got you. Yeah, those were just a couple of early, and I looked up some because I was afraid to mention the yellow kid when I saw that name. Because <laughs> given the name, I was like, I was "Is this hesitant. just going to be yeah. some super racist shit about Asian people?" But it's not. It was a white kid that looked like a toddler who talked in like street slang. That's that picture I sent you guys in the chat. That's <laughs> the yellow. That's that's Why the yellow. Was yellow. It was supposed to be. I have no fucking clue, man. It was the 1890s. I think it's because he was just wearing. He was like, wearing like a yellow. That was a full like, body baby bonnet. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. It Whatever. Was, it's not a bonnet that goes on your head. I don't. No, it was like a sleeping dress. Yeah. Like, it was yeah, a yeah, full yeah. body, past the feet, just like. And it yellow. looked like a giant baby. And he was just. He was like Cal Yu with just shaved head. Yeah. Yeah, and the text was like on the thing. Say that's dead straight and o de level 
Am I kin stander at sea? That's English, everybody. <laughs> I I don't oh. think that's true. <laughs> Ian, I, I don't mean to, to be you know rude, but I don't know if the inflection was hit. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I he may have put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Yeah, uh, do, do a better impression real quick, Ian. <laughs> do a better job. No, no, no. no. <laughs> God damn it. I'm a dick. Say dad's dead straight and on the level, and I can stand her. It's me. See? Well, I mean, Boom. Even the, I heard it that time. There's a bit of a, of a horror chord on the end there. But, um, <laughs> well, and there's an exclamation. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but it's totally all good. It's like that movie, The Informant. <laughs> um, the, the ears on this guy. <laughs> I'm telling you, he looks like a giant toddler. He does look like I a mean, giant it's, toddler. It's I'm going to have picture. to put this guy's You should put it in the description yeah. for the episode well, now that we've talked about it for like yeah, three minutes. Silly. Everybody's going to have to know what we're talking about. Uh, so in November of 1894, Pulitzer purchased a color printing press and began circulating the Sunday Funny Papers. So that's how old Sunday Funny Papers funnies. are, 1894. Yeah, yeah. Wow. What's, how, how old is Dilbert? There's no Too one old. alive that doesn't remember Funny Papers. Absolutely. Like... There's, like, I mean, some of the shit like Calvin and Hobbes. Man. I've really vibed on lately. Like this is kind of like showing my hand a little bit because I'm going to talk about it later. But I've been kind of tripping over the fact that Superman is almost a hundred years old. He looks great in 2030. <laughs> I don't think he ages the same as us. But 2030, yeah. 2038, Superman turns a hundred years old. Wow. Yeah, that's Holy fucking shit. insane. Like, wow. I can't even wrap my brain around that. I mean, but he fought in World War Two, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. So, That's, uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit as well. There we go. Um, but the early comic strips uh, were geared to, like I said, a predominantly non-English speaking class or a literate audience. Uh, and as such, garnered criticism uh, from a lot of people for being uncultured, infantile, and brutish. Things that you'll note they said about the people the comics were geared for more oh, often right, right, than right. not. How white people feel about not white people. Exactly. <laughs> you find that to be like a prevailing theme throughout the history of comic books is that there's a, sort of a weird racism in all of the criticism. Something I think you'll note about a lot of the things <laughs> we talk about on this show. Um, yeah, wow. That's wow. And so in the earliest stages, uh, most papers would reprint the same titles and give the characters different names. Uh, for example, Pulitzer's Yellow Kid became Hearst's Mickey Duggan, and so on. Oh, my God. Recycle. Exactly. Well, that was popular in every medium back it's then when true. you think about it. Like, it's always been popular. You look at like vaudeville yeah. and shit, like, it's real hard to track who wrote certain songs because they were done... Over like, and over, borrowed. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there weren't jokes, for example, for stand up. You had an act, and there were certain acts that played well, so everybody did them. You know, mm -hmm. uh, what was that fucking movie about the magicians like stealing each other's tricks? Because there was like, <laughs> oh, you know yeah. what I'm talking like that period. Oh, uh, the prestige time, previous right? to like oh, copy. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, grow the plant. That period of time, like previous to copyright law and shit, like. Everybody just kind of used each other's stuff and no one talked about it. Uh, but after comics began to achieve success, the issue of ownership began to arise. Uh, Pulitzer and Hearst fought in court over the ownership of several titles, the precedent of which caused uh, many papers to commission and release their own original titles. And that's how you got a lot of different like regional comics or a, lot of, like, a wider variety of things because people were afraid to use each other's stuff. Um, hmm. 
the first appearance of a hero in a comic strip was Hugo Hercules. He was a strong man. <laughs> I love the way you're looking at me right yeah. now. H- Hugo. Hugo Hercules, yes. It's got um, alliteration. It, I mean, that's common, though. Yeah, you know, exactly. P- no. Peter Parker, Clark exactly. Kent. Exactly, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner. Like, yeah. There's a lot. Over, Wade Wilson. Yeah, yeah. It just, there's a ton. Yeah. Michael McDonald. Michael I McDonald. I don't, I don't think he was a superhero. He's my superhero. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I keep forgetting that. <laughs> oh! oh. <laughs> we have fun. <laughs> so, uh, Hugo Hercules was a strong man who would wander around the city helping people with feats of strength, uh, such as wow. like he lifted an elephant. He used the turret gun as a as like a pistol one time. What what in what context did the elephant need lifted in? Do you know? Well, I mean, I, he I didn't broke read out the of comic, the comic, bro. Like, is, <laughs> okay, honestly, I don't even know when this was printed, but I well, know I'm this was. I'm gonna tell you. Okay, okay, okay. 1903. Yeah, when elephants ran right. wild in the streets in well, America. Wild, wild in when the streets. When it was that easy to entertain people, motherfuckers. <laughs> like they didn't have television. Well, no, but they, I mean, had, like, radio. But they had But they had circuses. That's what I'm saying. That's, like, yeah, like yeah, I get so it. Like, was relatable. In that yeah, sense, yeah, sure, yeah. Exactly, yeah. It, 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 I, I just, I love the idea that that's how he helped someone. Is he moved it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like this what elephant was, desperately needs to be moved. That's what that I'm trying to say. Yeah. Up. I mean, that's Jeez. legitimate. <laughs> uh, but he really ran for, uh, for five months in the Chicago Tribune. And that was the wow. first, for 1903. The first run, five months. Okay. Five, five months. months. And uh, remember, this is like a weekly comic strip so five months of a weekly comic strip was yeah, still yeah. quite a few that's a lot of work even if yeah, it's three yeah, yeah. panels yeah and um totally separate thing uh hugo hercules actually has an appearance in um the league of Uns- uh, the league of extraordinary gentlemen um what? hugo hercules i don't know if he's in the movie wow, okay, but the movie's mind. based on a comic book yeah. and right, yeah, hugo hercules has like a cameo in the comic book for the people like me oh yeah who, yeah, yeah are big <laughs> dumb nerds and recognize that's comics. so cool the eight people yeah, in the world right. who know who hugo hercules is right like, that series is hyper like whoa. referential absolutely like there's absolutely. a lot of people in there did you look up a picture of him yeah there there's hugo hercules he's, he's there. just we'll a to... dude in a cowboy hat with yeah. a jacket on <laughs> he's just a, big, he's just a dude, dude in a cowboy hat <laughs> Holy we'll shit, have to hilarious. include a picture of that in the episode he's, description. He's as lifting well. up, Send it to the chat. He's yeah, lifting up a, a car with a couple, like a guy kissing a girl to the, like, the window, the second story window. He's holding a fuck? safe. <laughs> this is hilarious. So he's like, like Ian said, just kind of a big dude, uh, and he was considered a hero because he helped people or whatever. But the <laughs> first, uh, the superhero as we recognize it today, first really appeared in the 1930s. Uh, when a group of predominantly Jewish immigrants began writing stories about men with special powers, uh, which they usually used to fight the Nazis. Like, that's sort of a, a thing that I era. think that yes. people forget because we're in such like a post-Watchmen, everything needs to be bleak and shitty mm-hmm. uh, era in comic books that like comic books were almost inherently anti-fascist from the very beginning. Exactly. Right. Um, you know what I mean? Fucking the first issue of Captain America, he knocked out Hitler on the cover. Mm. You know? I mean, that's timely too. It was probably like, you know, right then. 
Well, now, when you say timely, were you saying timely com- comics, or are you saying like for the time period? Because like the time period, timely have... comics did like was uh, <laughs> oh time- that was like a company. Timely. I mean, it turned into Marvel. Like Marvel is holy a, shit is, again. It's like Marvel. That was Atlas a very and, meta accident. Yeah, right like there. I wasn't sure if you were exactly no. That was a total meta accident. me for a second. Or I think not, <laughs> I've just sat around you and I'm stoned <laughs> enough for long enough that it's starting just to l- became leech, comic book yes. Rain Man by osmosis. <laughs> <laughs> we are that. Far in everyone, it's it's for real. Yes. Sometimes I don't know where he ends and I begin. Anyway, <laughs> I really hope no one goes deep into our Facebook for that one. Jesus Christ! Um, <laughs> so the first superhero to receive his own book uh, was the Shadow in 1936. Uh, he'd actually had his own radio serial since 1930, and uh, they'd been printing him as a comic strip since 1931. Oh, Do any of sick. you know who The Shadow is? I have definitely we, heard we, of it. Well, we talked me. about Alec Baldwin earlier, I think, and he played The Shadow in a movie in, like, 1994. Whoa. Yeah, there's a Shadow film. Um I like superhero Alec Baldwin. That's pretty hilarious. Well, it's funny because it was previous to him having a big uh, I drink too much head. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oof. Well, like, he's been an alcoholic for so long that his head swelled up. Yeah. And this yeah. is back when he had like a regular sized head. <laughs> did have a regular sized head at one point. <laughs> he did. He had a regular sized head. Um, and when he had a regular sized head, he played The Shadow. And that's actually a pretty dope movie. Tim Curry's in it, too. Whoa. Oh, shit. Um, Goddamn deep cuts. It's it's a good fucking movie. It's, it's weird because, like, Alec Baldwin plays a dude who's, like, an opium warlord in Vietnam before he moves to the States. And they never really explain why. Why Alec Baldwin like, like, is an opium like, warlord yeah, in right. Vietnam. Like, why Alec Baldwin's name is Yojinko. And why he's... <laughs> like, <laughs> and, like... Why he's selling heroin in Vietnam with like long hair and coke nails, by the way. Like, it's very, very, I'm telling you, what else would you sell heroin in Vietnam? (laughs) I mean, my immediate response to you, Abe, is like a normal human being. (laughs) We're not in that realm. I also don't know what that means. Yeah. So I'll just leave that alone. But yeah, The Shadow, if for no other reason than holy fuck, this movie happened, is totally worth going and checking out. Very nice. <laughs> so during this time, uh, comic books had really come to fill the gap left by the dime store novel and featured many gritty detective stories such as Dick Tracy and other pulp titles that featured content considered highly risque for the time. This is actually sort of related to like the Pinkerton shit we talked about where like he printed yeah. like the kind of detective novels that sprung out like the hard boiled stuff really gave birth to a lot of what they called crime books, which was just, like, quote-unquote detective stories that had a whole lot of, like, murder and rape and shit in them that were, like, sort of salacious and whatnot. And they replaced a lot of the dime store novels that were basically that because these had pictures. So it appealed Mm. to a broader audience Mm. of people. Like me. Uh, Yeah, and me too. Mm. Uh, the reputation of the medium was highly contentious for these reasons, and many pre-war parents viewed the books as having a corruptible uh, influence on children. Now you'll see that as a as a trend here as we go along, as uh, parents Through all of life having that issue. And there's like a weird thing about like child determinism that I think comic books address because there was a period where kids sort of pushed back and said, like, why does everyone think we're not capable of, like, deciding our own, like, entertainment choices? 
Like, because the, the whole argument against them for a time was kids will be influenced by this thing because they don't know any better than to know it's not good. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the same thing happening with video games. Absolutely. Yeah. Or rock music yeah. or like any of that. It's just how it goes. Parents are like, I don't know what that is. My kid should hate it. Exactly. Like, I wouldn't have liked that. Yeah. You know. Right. Uh, but then came Superman. Oh. <laughs> da, 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 da. Uh, oh, that's that is like, again, he has his own fucking theme. Like all of the, dude, there's so there's an ideology around this. I, I throw this in the wrap up in my notes, but. I'm going to put it here because it's 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 germane, I guess. So I was reading a thing online that was like they did a poll of the most recognizable symbols in the world. The Superman logo is one of the most recognizable non-brand logos on the planet. Like Holy shit. not like I mean, you know, there's like obviously companies like oh, Disney. Oh, like that's what I mean by non-brand, right, 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 right. like Coca-Cola, gotcha, gotcha. Disney, McDonald's, etc. Those are like corporate logos. Superman doesn't represent a company. It's it's just like his, an idea. It's his symbol. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, it's one of the most recognizable non-brand logos on the planet. I wonder what's higher, Superman or Pikachu? You know, at this point, that's an interesting question, right? Because I'll bet a lot question. of people worldwide, like if you showed them a picture of Pikachu, would Pikachu. know what that is. Is that? Ain't but that, I think that ain't that a Pokemon? Like with all those weird cultural things, there's usually like an age gap where mm-hmm. you know, like for just to throw out a dumb example, like everyone in this room probably knows who Stone Cold Steve Austin is. Your grandparents probably don't, but your grandparents I, do know Superman. My grandparents specifically watched. Uh, you know, WWF. WWE. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not to say, like, you know, I'm not, you know, whatever. I'm just saying, that, like, for for the typical. I would say just just my grandfather, yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> but there is usually like an age gap I with that stuff. With you know Grammy what I mean? And we'd both shotgun that Bud Light, <laughs> <laughs> and I look into her eyes, and she'd go, "Boy, let's watch this game. Give it's me a hell game. yeah! This game of wrestling. <laughs> this game of wrestling. <laughs> Who's I was winning? Doing so good." Who's which team is winning the match? Well, He's got go the most back. score points. Yeah. Me, and, me and Ian are both like half awake here, y'all. Sorry. It's all good, man. Hey, um, who's winning the wrestling game there, Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Shut the fuck up, Grandma! <laughs> uh, so that's that's totally That needs to be a shirt but, for you guys. Yeah. Shut I'm, the fuck up, Grandma. Shut the fuck <laughs> up, We're just going to start yeah, posting the these ideas. Yeah. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> very, very potent right there. Oh, Jesus. Holy shit. Um, Superman. <laughs> <laughs> that, that brings it back around. Back to you. <laughs> and I'll sit back down. Uh, <laughs> so, the idea for the character dates back to 1933. Remarkable. Uh, when Jerry Siegel published a story called The Reign of the Superman. Now, uh, that iteration bears little resemblance to what the character would ultimately end up being. Uh, And in 1938, Action Comics number one debuted The Man of Steel in a fashion similar to what we would recognize today. Uh, So they're still printing Action Comics. Yeah. That's like still the Superman title. Like Like they've been printing that book since 1938. Blows my mind, dude. Wow. Uh, So, um... Interesting. He was billed to embody truth, justice in the American way, and the book did its best to live up to those uh, ideals. 
Uh, one of the early Superman stories is called The Clan of the Burning Cross. Or I think it's The Clan of the Fiery Cross, actually. And uh, it saw Superman fight the Clan on behalf of a group of black kids. Now... Um, now we're really getting yeah. into good canon. Well, it's it's really interesting actually because this uh, this started out as a radio show before it was in the comics. Okay. Uh, and Superman appeared in two thousand and eighty eight radio episodes. Uh, but one of the, uh, they did a series uh, called The Clan of the Fiery Cross, and uh, in night. So so here's the story behind this. This fucking wild dude. In nineteen forty six, the Anti Defamation League infiltrated the KKK. And uh, once they'd finished collecting their research, they realized that too many politicians and law enforcement officers were linked to the Klan for them to be able to report their findings to anyone. So they got in contact with the producers of Superman and devised a plan to leak all of the information about the Klan they had collected over the radio through the Superman, through the Superman radio show. Um, That's amazing. Right? That's amazing. You know what sounds like Antifa to me. Because this is, if you think of it, it's like 1940s. People didn't know all of the shit. Like, this was a secret society. People knowledge didn't know anything by. about yeah. the clan back then. Yeah, knowledge was. So yeah. a lot of, like, we found out about, like, the Grand Dragons and all that shit. That's through Superman leaking information that they got from the Anti Defamation League. Fucking. It's fucking wild. That's some, like,. That's the true anarchist action, really. For real. Like, it's it's kind of like, it, especially if you look at the time period, this is a couple of Jewish cats going after, like, exactly. Nazis in the Klan. Yeah. That's With the what only else? good piece of American history. For real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only one I've ever liked. Now, I don't want to bum everybody out, but race has always kind of been somewhat of a problem in comic books. Wow. Uh, most early representations what? of black people in comic books were deeply racist, oh, uh, ranging from jungle theme stereotypes to awful caricatures like Timely Comics. <laughs> uh, white, they had a character named Whitewash, who was no. literally it was literally just a white dude in blackface who no. fought Nazis. Like that was the whole didn't have any powers or anything. Oh. His superpower was he was alarmingly racist. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, I don't know what the fuck that has disguise. on Nazis. It's a um, bird. Right, maybe that's the disguise. They don't yeah. realize you're not oh. on their team. Oh, right, right. <laughs> oh, that guy's <laughs> great. <laughs> hey, look at this funny guy. Wow. So, so because black people were typically portrayed awfully, like the Jim Crow rubber stamp era shit in comic books, uh, and an attempt to give black writers and authors their own voice, all Negro comics was founded in Philadelphia in 1947. And uh, it featured uh, magazines with their flagship character, Ace Harlem. So the first all-black comic book company was from Pennsylvania in the 1940s. Yeah. Wild. It's strange how much I love and hate the history of this state. It's, dude. It's, like, weird such history. A, it's so integral to like, labor and all this it's other such shit. such a dichotomy. It just fucking breaks my brain sometimes. It, indeed. It's especially like all the shit we talk about on this show. Right. Like, you love find to the Appalachian Mountains. Comes up over Always. and over and over again. Who's the mm. guy who? Oh my God! Why can't uh, Edison? When Edison uh, invented the camera, the like the moving pictures. For he, real? Uh, yeah, he uh, he had the, held the patent, and he wanted Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, to be like the movie, like Hollywood. I did know that. Yeah, I did know that. And now it kind of is. Well, yeah, like now that they give all is. kinds of like tax breaks and shit for people. Yeah. like there's a lot of movies that get there's filmed been here now. Hundreds of movies, I think, filmed in. I think you're right. Yeah. And some mm -hmm. pretty big ones. I mean, they yeah, had, that one Batman, Batman. movie was. Yeah. There we go. Back. Luke Ravenstall they, was in the goddamn movie. They <laughs> bought just the rent 
uh, tropical plants from our job for that moment. Yeah. Jason Momoa. Yeah, we, 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 how do you say his last name? Jason, Jason Momoa. Momoa. Yeah. Momoa hit that movie that he was filming around here. They like rented yeah. tropical they filmed plants. Movie exactly. In Cranberry. There's yes. a whole ass really? studio for Netflix in Cranberry. Studio Netflix, yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Mindhunter was filmed here. In I Butler. did know that. In I Butler, did. yeah. There's a you can see the courthouse in season two. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Which is real wild. And also the um, Dairy Queen. I don't remember that. It's the one by the high school, I believe. They uh, no kidding. They redid it for the no, show. No, no, it's the one up Route Eight by uh, the Country Kitchen. Oh, it's that one. Okay. Yeah, because that one looks like <laughs> that one looks ridiculous. It looks ancient. It does. It, it fits the bill. That's wild as fuck. I didn't know that. Yeah, nope. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Pennsylvania, real. And like, here's another one. Uh, the first black character to have his own uh, stories, oh, boy. like a book about him, was yeah. uh, Lobo. Uh, not okay. the DC character that most people think of first. Uh, yeah, he was okay. a black cowboy who starred in Western yeah. themed stories. And that debuted in, Pit- in the Pittsburgh Courier fuck in 1950. Yes. That's Hell what I'm yeah. talking so about. So the first all black comic book company was in Philly, and the first black character to have his own stories was from Pittsburgh. So uh, that's, that's dope pretty crazy that that's giving me a little more hope for this state now as as i said a lot of parents viewed comic books as a corruptible influence on children well it's that's mostly be, you know, that you know, that the whole topic and also the jewish people exactly it ties into race in a lot yeah. of ways for mm-hmm. sure but uh that didn't really improve over time it got worse uh, and of in course. Response, <laughs> as, as things tend to do. Uh, and in response to growing outrage over what was viewed as filth by many parents and a growing concern over feg- federal regulation and censorship, the Comics Code Authority was formed in 1954. Uh, it was established within the comic book industry as a means to regulate content. And although it was never mandatory, many booksellers would not carry books without the Comics Code seal of approval. Um, the crackdown on content saw many books burned, actually. And I have a really weird hmm. thing about that, because this is, like, just to put this in context for you, uh, the first book burning uh, was of comic books in the United States. Well, son of a bitch. And it occurred in Spencer, West Virginia. And it's it's really wild, like... <laughs> in <laughs> West Virginia. It's, it's real wild, like the adjacency to shit like the Satanic Panic mm-hmm. and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff that, that this has, like uh, where like an eighth grade teacher named Mabel Riddle, uh, with the support of the PTA, Mabel. manipulated a little boy named David Mace, who spent a month with his friends gathering up 3,000 comic books, uh, which were then burned in the schoolyard in front of the entire student body. So to put that into context, a group of Jewish immigrants who wrote mostly anti-fascist and anti-racist stories or anti-Nazi stories saw a crowd of school children manipulated into burning books three years after the end of World War II. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you just put like that checks out. Yeah. Cause yeah. It, just the, the optics of that, like the, the school children are who performed the book burnings in yeah. Nazi Germany. Yep. It's only three years later. So if you need any evidence, like the United States did not learn anything from World what, War II. What was there to learn? We this had, is a totally different we situation. We had Holocaust yeah, yeah, yeah. denial within These are seven comic years. Books. We had book burnings within three years, and we had the American Nazi Party by 1950. So that's how much we learned from World War II. We were like, let's take some of these ideas and bring them back home. Right, I guess we did learn. Yes. We we learned what we liked. (laughs) 
about. Well, it's like a feedback loop because they learned from us. That's true. And then we were like, That's wow, true. they're doing it really good with the meth thing. We should I've, bring that over here. I've and then we contracted the their companies. That Americans' fascination with the Nazis is just looking in a mirror. Because, like, it's, it's <laughs> just a bunch of narcissists. You? Yeah, like, hey, I like the way you implemented these things I wrote down that someone should do. <laughs> <laughs> That's, by the way, dope uniforms. That seems to be... Looking good. Yeah, looking, looking sharp. Slick. Yeah. Uh, but there were 35 book burnings followed over the, uh, that followed over the next two months, and thousands of comics were gathered up and burned at uh, public and parochial schools around the country. Uh, because another thing you find is the Catholic Church is really not fond of comic books either. I mean, they're not I fond mean, of anything. That's quite, quite literally. That's anything. like their whole job is to not like things. <laughs> Fun story. We've been living in this house for two months, and I swear to God, two weeks ago, a Baptist already came to the door. No kidding. Yeah. They left us a thing saying, sorry, we missed you. They still do. <laughs> and then they were, the old man just Did walking up Did they leave you a comic down. book? Technically, those, it was one a one-page comic book, yeah, that you flip front, and it's like Jesus and the angels holding up text. That's probably like Times New Roman. <laughs> but anyways. That's, that's, I'm sorry. I didn't know he didn't that find anybody, us, so I didn't okay. know that anybody other than the Mormons still did door-to-door churches. Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, yeah. yeah, good point. Good point. I wonder if that's the same Baptist preacher who stopped when I lived over on uh, Institute Hill. He was like, when were you born? I was like, March 13th. Like, no, 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 son. When were you born again? Oh. <laughs> I was like, was sir, he was he a very round man? I don't know, but I, my, I was like, sir, this man was round. sir, this is my day off. <laughs> <laughs> Good day, sir. Good day, to Good you, day, sir. sir. <laughs> well done. Shit, I'm burning my pizza. Fuck. <laughs> Why didn't God tell me the oven was almost ready, man? <laughs> it's all part of his plan, you guys. <laughs> God is like, and now Ian has burned his pizza. <laughs> Everything Perfect. is coming together. Perfect. <laughs> anyway. So over 800 writers and artists lost their jobs during this content crackdown. Did you say 800? 800, yes. But people were buying the comics. They that, bought... that doesn't seem to... They, they made them stop printing a lot of books, and a lot of businesses straight up went out of oh. business because conservatives were boycotting businesses. Huh. <laughs> Interesting how that works. Almost like cancel culture goes back to like the 1940s and it was invented by Republicans. But anyway, um, many states like uh, Connecticut and New Jersey mm. actually banned comic books altogether for a period of time. Those are the lame states anyways. Yeah, uh, yeah, you New know, Jersey. You're not, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not their neighbor too much. We're on the other side of the state so we can kind of be like, hey, I have kind of smell like you know the the waste of New York. I have reasons to like New Jersey, but as a state, it's not great. Uh, there was yeah. how long also has Chris Christie been the, the governor? Too long. Like I don't think he is anymore. Oh no, is he? I think no. he still is. I think he lost. I th- I, I'll, you go on. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, figure yeah, that yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so there was this uh, quote unquote and heavy on the quote psychiatrist named Frederick Wortham who released this book called Seduction of the Innocent. 
uh, which fueled a lot of uh, national anti-comic book sentiment with its claims. Uh, among them, and I was actually fascinated to find this out, uh, this is the cat who started the rumor that Batman and Robin were gay. <laughs> Straight up. Started by this dude in this book. It's the first evidence of someone saying Batman had heavy oversexual, uh, homosexual overtones and he had a gay relationship with Robin. And used, like, so one of the problems of with this book is the way he reinforced some of his claims once they were, like, researched. Like, he had a case study saying that this kid read Batman comics and they made him gay. <laughs> now, wow. what was fe- what was discovered upon looking into this case study is that this kid had been raped by an older man and was dealing with a lot of sexual trauma and had also been reading comic books. So his mind just sexualized right. Batman. Or whatever the sort, like he yeah. he I basically mean, just, picked was... case studies that like they were yeah. confirmation bias. Like okay, some yeah. of his examples that comic books fucked with kids' heads, he went to mental institutions to interview kids. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. And if there's like comics in the rec room, oh, all of these children are disturbed, and they all happen to read comic books. There must be some sort of a correlation. Uh, the same dude also Warned claimed everyone. that uh, Wonder Woman was strong, so she had to be a lesbian with a bondage fetish. Obviously. And uh, also claimed that Superman was a uh, fascist and un-American. And I mean, look at his colors. Yeah, for sure. Truth, justice, in the American Blue way. Blue and red. Tacky. Actually, it's a really tacky. loaded Super tacky. to say need what's to add the white. more fascist than truth, justice, in the American way. We could probably have a whole episode just about unpacking that. Yeah. yeah um, to backtrack real quick. Concept. Indeed. What's to, up? to backtrack real quick. Okay. Um, Phil Murphy has been the governor of New Jersey since 2018. What? what? Yep. Since 2018? Uh, Chris Christie's fat ass got fucking booted. Oh, good. Yeah. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's still everywhere. I had no idea he wasn't still well, in. Well, he got yeah. stuck on the beach. They, they couldn't <laughs> get him anywhere. <laughs> bada bing. Yeah, bada bing. He's he got like, hey, hey, Chris. The good, the good people of New guy. Jersey, you fucking did it. Hey, Chris, you're a floaty now. Ah. Hey. hey. Jesus <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> I would have said a booty. Oh. Hey, we keep going. So this cat also said that uh, Hitler did less damage to society. Than many comic books. Than comic which, than books. Than comic books, yes. He said that comic books did more d- damage to society. What, what's his, uh, what is the body count on comic books? Uh, wait, wait. Is it 12 million? <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, as you know, uh, comic books were responsible for Pyong, Pyong, uh, for, uh, for, for Pol Pot. That, yeah, yeah, Pol Pot. He read, oh, he read Batman as a yeah. child. And this is what Batman would right, do. Right, right. Pinochet, huge Green Lantern fan. That's <laughs> a lesser known fact. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no one laughed at that. Now I feel like I said something inappropriate. No. <laughs> My brain is just I, I laughed like, at Pol Pot. Thank you. For See, all the people that I went tra- over their head, I'm That was you. inappropriate. <laughs> I'm here saying I am here with you. Uh-huh. Right. For the record, Pol Pot, that was very inappropriate. Yeah, no, Pol Pot's I, not funny. That's I'm, not a funny I'm, person. I'm, I'm very uh, staunchly anti-Pol Pot. <laughs> Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> um, <laughs> no more sure, Pol Pot. Pretty sure Pol Pot was kind of a dick. Um, <laughs> so, as I was saying, uh, many comic book offices were even raided by the police during this period of time, and Congress held a televised series of hearings to determine if they should be outlawed entirely. And because this is fucking hilarious, I actually have a segment for the minutes from this. Uh, So the United States Senate Subcommittee on Juvenile Delinquency held public hearings 
right? How's that for a thing? The Subcommittee on Juvenile Delinquency. Mm, that's <laughs> um, a nightmare. Yeah, I think that's it actually a nightmare. was. Uh, it was. It Yikes. was. Uh, they held public hearings on April twenty first and twenty second, and June fourth in nineteen fifty four in New York. Uh, the Senate intended to determine whether crime and horror books, as they called them, had a potential impact on juvenile delinquency. Now, this this uh, comic book publisher named Bill Gaines, who was, to be perfectly frank, kind of a piece of shit, like claimed that he invented Superman and the comic book. Um, but he, uh, he printed horror books, and he contended that he sold only books of good taste. So there was a senator named Kerry Kefauver. I think that's how you say his name. Okay. And he entered the cover of one of Gaines's books into evidence. Uh, the cover depicted a dismembered woman's head, and their exchange made the front page of the New York Times the following day. And I'm going to read that real quick. Oh, I'm excited. <clears throat> Excuse me. Chief Counsel, so you think a child cannot in any way, shape, or manner be hurt by anything that the child reads or sees? Gaines. I do not believe so. Chief Counsel, there would be no limit, actually, to what you'd put in a magazine, then? Gaines, only within the bounds of good taste. Senator Kefauver, here's your May issue. This seems to be a, be a man with a bloody axe holding a woman's head, which has been severed from her body. Do you think that's in good taste? Gaines, yes, sir, I do, for the cover of a horror comic. A cover in bad taste, for example, might be defined as holding her head a little bit higher so that the blood could be seen dripping from it and moving the body a little further over so that the neck of the body could be seen to be bloody. Senator Kefauver, you've got blood coming out of her mouth. Gaines, a little. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> a little. That's what pretty year dope. Was this? 1954. Fuck yeah. <laughs> right? Jesus. Uh, and this was in many ways America's first culture war. Like, it set the trend for, you know, our issues with, like, uh, uh, the explicit content things with uh, D, um, what the fuck, um, Al Gore's wife, Tipper Gore, yeah. and oh. that whole thing, and the satanic panic and a lot of other stuff. This kind of was the prototype for Jeebus all that Christus. stuff. And old enough that a lot of people don't remember that it happened. Uh, so in efforts to stop government regulation, the Comics Code was implemented as a uh, series of rules and regulations, and I have those here because some of them are ridiculous. Uh, so, crimes shall never be presented in such a way as to create sympathy for the criminal, to promote distrust of the forces of law and justice, or to inspire others with a desire to imitate criminals. If crime is depicted, it shall be as a sordid and unpleasant activity. Policemen, judges, government officials, and respected institutions shall never be presented in such a way as to create disrespect for established authority. Criminals shall not be presented so as to be rendered glamorous or to occupy a position which creates a desire for emulation. In every instance, good shall triumph over evil. <laughs> every goddamn instance. instance. And the criminal shall be punished for his misdeeds. Scenes of excessive violence shall be prohibited. Scenes of brutal torture, excessive and unnecessary knife and gunplay, physical <laughs> agony. Okay, well, oh my. Physical Ooh. agony. Physical agony. The gory and gruesome crime shall be eliminated. 
Oh, but the Goria, the Goria. See, the, there's this, there's this like... weird trend in here where it's like, so who defines gruesome, though? Like, yeah. I kind of are... just want to hear what you just said in gutturals. Is that weird? <laughs> no, no. It fits, it's it fits the script. You know, you know what's wild, though, is that that was the same two rule rules just over and over and over and well, over see, again. That's, you see a lot criminals of that are bad, cops are good. Then say it again three more times. By the way, criminals can't do anything violent and it can't look fun. <laughs> and they'll never get, yeah, yeah, and yeah, they yeah, have yeah. to lose always. It's like the kids you never wanted to play with at recess. Yeah. Well, you have to lose every time and I get all the powers and you have to look like a dick the whole time. <laughs> oh my god. So, Ripping the controller out of the fucking console in the middle of the game. Fuckers. Flipping over the Monopoly table. He, so, so to go on, uh, no <laughs> scenes of horror, excessive bloodshed, gory or gruesome crimes, depravity, lust, sadism, or masochism shall be permitted. No comic magazine shall use the words <laughs> horror or terror in its title. All my, my new magazine, The Horror Terror, is out this week. <laughs> the Horrible Terror! Yeah. What are we going to do? Uh, all lurid unsavory gruesome illustrations <laughs> shall be you eliminated <laughs> you just said that with different <laughs> words inclusion of stories dealing with evil <laughs> shall be used <laughs> or shall be published only where the intent is to illustrate a moral issue and in no case shall evil be presented alluringly nor so as to injure the sensibilities of the reader I said that, and I don't know what the fuck that means. Hey, hey, you can't make the bad guy have the 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 juicy babe. You know what I'm saying? I guess that's true. Yeah, you can't make it just be like, man, <laughs> juicy babe. <laughs> I, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna call him out on that. But if we're talking, I love it. I <laughs> cannot. Can, let me clarify. I feel like the this, bad guy has a juicy babe all the time. See, that's <laughs> The irony for me in reading a lot of these was like, this just sounds like comic books, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All of yeah. these things just sound like comic books. So first it's going to get even more apparent as I go on. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. The, uh, were you no, gonna... no, I was okay. just going to do the reiteration that this thing is proven, yeah. yeah. Scenes dealing with or instruments associated with the walking dead... Torture, oh, weird. vampires, vampirism, ghouls, Occults. cannibalism, and werewolfism are prohibited. What, no veganism? Werewolfism, <laughs> vampires, and vampirism. We have enough books. Yeah, neither. Both. Right. Also, this is just a divorce, slang, <laughs> divorce. crime. Divorce. <laughs> crime co- divorce and slang. Crime committed by youths and ridicule of religious or racial groups is prohibited. Hey, one. I mean, that, yeah, one. so far they we got, got one. one that makes sense. They got one. And I'm not even sure how well that one was probably. <laughs> probably not well. Because <laughs> their idea of being racially inappropriate still allowed Jim Crow era depictions <laughs> of black people eating watermelon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not like. That's some wholesome family fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Fun for everybody, so yeah. they tell me. Uh, so profanity, Walkers. obscenity, smut, vulgarity, yeah. or words or wait. symbols which have acquired undesirable meanings. Wait, wait. You know what I didn't hear? Scat. No, scat seems to be fine. Unless, Poop's cool. Unless that's... Oh, you meant actual poop. Yeah. Not, not like scatting. No, I mean <laughs> like poop. Because I, mean, I would think that scatting would fall into the purview of slang, but... Everybody poops, man. Do, 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 Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, uh, they 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 really should go back and be more thorough. That's what I mean, I'm, I'm not even done yet. Bro. Oh, good, perfect. Go on. Uh, so nudity in any form is prohibited, as is indecent Dirt! or indecent or undue exposure. I don't know what that what? means. Really, Und- 
undo. Oh, okay. This so isn't indecent. Wait, 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 wait. But wait. it is undo. It's, it's not indecent, but it's unnecessary. Let me let me explain this. So I recently saw a street performer in New York City go to protest a flat earth convention. And this person was talking on the mic. And she straight up walks up. And all she has is like a top and a bottom on. And she walks up. She has like a, like a kind of like a diaper, not a bikini. And she turns around. And she pulls her pants down. And she bends over and she starts talking with her ass. And it's like the <laughs> is most. Is that undo exposure? Hero. Uh, yeah, hero. Yeah, I feel like that's praxis. I don't know if that's undo. Exactly. Exposure. That's what that's that's what I'm trying to say. That lady's my hero. Yeah. I'm I'm on board. Yeah. Broadly speaking, uh, so suggestive, <laughs> <laughs> salacious illustration or suggestive posture. Is, unaccept- is unacceptable. Oh. I don't even know that salacious posture. Superman I don't know if cocking I've his hip just a little a bit. I've seen a comic book that doesn't draw women in salacious postures. So it's it's like when their one knee is up and there's like those three like hyphens on the one side. So that's when you know their hips are moving. Yeah. You can't that's too draw much. them dancing. That might be too <laughs> And then Kevin Bacon gets to do a cool dance montage. It's great. <laughs> Dude. The, the Footloose Batman crossover is a really great book. It's a really great book. Honestly, oh, man, if we're talking so the good. 60s Batman, that's kind of, they did yeah, dance yeah, on the I mean, shows, there was quite man. a bit of that, actually. Yeah, we're all swinging now, baby. Uh, we're all swinging. They, they literally are, for those of you at home. They are actually doing the twist. <laughs> oh, um, they're actually swinging. <laughs> we're at a park. It's they're very swingers. pleasant. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so this this one really confused me as a person who's read comic books ever. Uh, but females shall be drawn realistically without exaggeration of any physical qualities. All I hear is bum 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 bum. I no no like I can't think of a time that that wasn't the case. I can't furrow my brow enough. No no I was so so we're I'm looking at you Rob Liefeld like what every single comic book I've ever read. The women are like anatomically impossibly put together. You yeah. know? May, may, well, it it is entirely possible that Congress just had no idea what a woman looks like. You make a fair point. I imagine a lot of these yeah. men stayed at work all day to never have to talk to their wives and probably forgot what women looked like. Just no idea. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. This I, is yeah. This is back to those guys that don't like the uh, clitoris. We <laughs> talked about that off air, but it, yes. it is true. Yes. Uh, <laughs> So uh, to go on, because there are a few more, uh, illicit sex relations are neither to be hinted at nor portrayed. Like, what did I just say? Yep. <laughs> yep. They they despise it. Uh, rape scenes as well as sexual abnormalities are unacceptable. I don't know what the last part is. Oh, that's, I don't, that's I don't, just, that's I don't, just I don't, like rude against amputees. Yeah, like that guy with two penises. I don't know what sexual abnormality uh, is. I don't know what that means. I think that's a trans slam. Is it? I think uh, so. Or, or is be, it uh, like talking about sodomy as well? Because it could possibly, just be like you can't yeah. portray gay people. You know what I, I mean? think it's the whole group. Like anything yeah. that we've decided isn't heteronormative. Exactly. Which, yes, you correct. know, I mean, explains why you didn't see gay people in comics until like the 80s. Mm-hmm. Really? really? The you know 80s? I mean? They got in Yeah, that man, there, there was an issue of uh, Green Lantern and Green Arrow that totally addressed AIDS. Uh, Animal Man did Thank too, God. actually. Uh, so, of course, of course. Because there's like an int- like there's that thing where comic books intersecting with real life is weird. Because if they've got all of this science and technology, we don't have it. Really doesn't make sense for like 
Like there was just an issue where uh, like Batgirl. This is a weird digression, but I'm gonna do it because it's a comic book episode and I I'm know excited. things. So like back in the Killing Joke, the Joker shoots Barbara Gordon and she's paralyzed, Bang. so she can't be Batgirl anymore. Okay. Well, in the like reboot of her comic book, she can walk. Right. And there was a lot of people like. Through yes, like science and medicine, mm-hmm. like yeah. being wicked advanced in comic books, because it's really, really difficult for you to say this character has to stay paralyzed when you've got people who literally like come back from the dead and get cybernetic implants and all this other shit. How yeah. do you explain like, well, we haven't cured anything real, yeah, but we have the ability to do all this other shit. You know what I mean? We have we've mm. achieved light speed, but AIDS and cancer still both seem to be eluding us that one's got a scratch in our heads Real quick. We're, we're really putting our, <laughs> our, our we're, we're trying did the green lantern address aids before reagan i'm sure <laughs> oh i'm sure certain i'm sure of it amazing <laughs> like, i mean without looking up the year that reagan first said the word i'm gonna assume <laughs> yes <laughs> good job america indeed uh seduction and rape shall never be shown or suggested either Sex perversion or any inference to same is strictly forbidden. Sir, how do you feel about the word clitoris? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that would turn them inside out. Here's so so we've talked about restating the same thing over and over and over again. Nudity with meretricious purpose. And salacious postures <laughs> shall not be definitely said salacious postures. To no one in the advertising of any product and clothed figures shall never be presented in such a way as to be offensive or contrary to good taste or morals. If they bend, they bend at the knee. God damn it! <laughs> uh, Elbows as, and knees—that's all you get. As we all know, <laughs> WAP is a medical condition and the True. natural yeah. state of. My wife is a doctor. My wife Sorry, is a doctor. <laughs> that's the best I could do, yeah. Oh, God. Um, Somebody now, uh, grab the gun for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's in my bag. Thanks. Um, so the first instance of a company litigating over decisions made by the code happened the very year it was established, which should be shocking to no one. Uh, and that was uh, after all Negro comics threatened a lawsuit when the code took issue with the idea of their character Ace Harlem as an authority figure. As in... Wait, you can't have a black guy in charge. Like, that's not a thing. We're stretching. I mean, we have flying people, but let's be realistic here. <laughs> come on. Like, we're still the heteronormative, you know, hierarchy. That we're, suspension of disbelief will only pull people. so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flying white people. <laughs> At this point, yes, they were all still white people. Bingo. Um... And America's had a really trouble, troubled past as far as censorship is concerned, uh, period, what? like we talked about. Uh, in 1961, for example, comedian Lenny Bruce was arrested on charges of obscenity after using the word cocksucker and quipping famously that to is a preposition and come is a verb. Uh, now, he was acquitted of those charges, but continued to be harassed by law enforcement and arrested until he was finally convicted of obscenity in 1964 and sentenced to four months in a labor camp. Uh, what the fuck? Yeah, so we uh, arrested a Jewish guy for swearing and then sent him to a work camp. Uh, wow, we, re- we really said, hey, a, hey, 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 you're not thing. allowed to take our thing. We do the thing. Right? We, 
We say cocksucker. <laughs> cocksucker. <laughs> you fucking cocksucker. Oh, I meant just, you know, being Nazis. Yeah, right. You know. <laughs> well, I, I haven't found a country that's done it better than this one. Yep. I'll give you that. Uh, speaking of things Pull that have been point. going on for almost 100 years. Ho-ho. Um, bada, 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 bing. So uh, Bruce appealed the decision, and he was set free upon appeal, uh, but he died during the appeals process in 1966. Fuck. Uh, and the 60s was kind of a time of upheaval for a lot of industries. Mm-hmm. Comics were no different. Uh, many writers and illustrators, such as R. Crumb, someone I think you're all probably familiar with, maybe if you're now wrong crowd. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Listeners, uh, some of you I'm probably stupid. know Robert Crumb. Um, but he began independently creating books that featured content banned by the Comics Code. And mm. these books found success in many unconventional distribution channels, such as head shops. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. He just about. went around selling them in places that the straights went to, you know, right? Yeah, which seems to make the most sense to me, anyway. Yeah. Um, publishers, on for their part, like the bigger the bigger name companies, also began pushing back against some of the code's stricter rules. Uh, Warren Publishing began to print horror stories as part of its magazines again around this period of time, and uh, the Fuck code yeah. eventually had to walk that back and be updated to the allow the. Uh, existence of horror books in 1971 okay cool all right at least they let it they let it slide that's yeah like it just became like you have to over time and there were other things like happening too so there were other things like they how they address drugs like there Mm -hmm. was questions about how you portray drug use in comics as well right uh because that wasn't a thing in the 50s in entertainment anywhere but over time like things progress and i think it's actually interesting like we talked about the book burnings earlier uh, whenever the kids were gathering up these books to get burned, they were going after like titles at the time, like Superman and things like that, but not the older comics, which were what their parents thought was offensive. So things like over time become gradually acceptable. Like the books that offended their parents were fine by them because they were viewed as like you know whatever. In much the same way that I'm sure we would look at Superman from the 1950s and be like, this is the most white bread shit I've ever seen. How could anybody be offended by any of this? He's drinking milk and saving cats from trees. You know? That bastard. (laughs) Piece of shit. Uh, The 60s uh, also saw uh, many new titles, some with socio-political underpinnings, much like the origin of superhero stories. Jack Kirby and Stan Lee debuted the X-Men in 1963. Uh, The book's titular character's struggle was meant to mirror the civil rights movement, with the series' two opposing figureheads, Charles Xavier and Magneto, coming to represent the somewhat opposing ideologies of Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Uh, the 60s also saw the introduction of seminal books like The Avengers, The Justice League, Spider-Man, and The Fantastic Four, as well as the return of Golden Age titles like Namor the Submariner and Captain Marvel, who we would now know as Shazam. Uh, oh, yeah. Shazam! Shazam! Uh, so as, as I was saying, comics saw something of a renaissance in that period from the 60s and the 70s, uh, with several titles being introduced as cartoons, as well oh, as the damn. debut of Adam West's live-action Batman show in 1966. Rest in fucking peace, man. Right? Uh. And it's kind of weird. Like, I think this stuff's been on TV, and in, like, in some form or fashion. Like, I didn't check this, but I don't think Batman's been off television since... 
the Adam West show started in 1966. Whether you're talking about yeah. cartoons and movies and yeah, stuff, and like, animated or non, I'm yeah. pretty sure at, like Batman has been on TV since the 60s. Good, like a lot of the time too. Yeah, pretty like as far as like even comic book related stuff output, usually in the top tier of things. As far as rich people go, you know, Batman he he takes the cake as like. Probably the most acceptable rich person. I, I go back and forth on whether I think Batman is a fascist crybaby who needs therapy or whether it's a really good book. It depends on who's writing it. Bingo. It yeah. really depends on who's yeah. writing that book. Whoever has the perspective, yeah. Exactly. I mean, like the, the idea that Batman is a lot of the cause, like, and they, they've addressed that some. I know that. There's a really, really good run of Batman by Grant Morrison where uh, yeah, there's that, yeah. a, a section where the Joker is talking about how he was sane before he met Batman. Batman has apophania. Uh, if you're not familiar, that's where you sort of create or find patterns where patterns don't exist. Oh, yeah. Uh, right, 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 right. Which is supposed to be why he's such a good detective. He can suss out patterns where patterns aren't present. And the Joker actually went crazy trying to outsmart him. <laughs> so the idea portrayed in the book is that Batman was actually the crazy one. And the Joker, through escalation, essentially went nuts trying to beat him. Uh, it's it's a really interesting. Like, there's mm, a lot okay. you can mine from Batman stories because yeah. of the lore there. But yeah, um, but we're talking Superman still, aren't we? We're talking comic books. Okay, really, yeah, we moved speaking. on. Yeah, uh, that that was just that the Batman show debuted in 1966. Right, yeah, just yeah. the progress of the medium to television, which exactly, I think had yeah. a lot to do with cultural ubiquity. You know what I mean? Yeah, that hence the symbol and all the exactly. Yeah. Uh, now, 1966 was also the year that the first black superhero was introduced, the Black Panther. Uh, while mm-hmm. the two major comic book distribution companies, Marvel and DC, have not always done a great job in their handling of black characters, uh, DC introduced John Stewart, a black Green Lantern, and an African American in 1971. Now, the editorial staff wanted the character to be named Lincoln Washington. Oh, my God. Very, very slavey. Uh, But artist Neil Adams fought to give the character a less stereotypical name. (laughs) And one. So that's a a, a real, like, just imagine that we could be looking at Lincoln Lincoln Washington, the Green Lantern. Oh, Uh, my God. uh, Now, the following year, 1972, the first black superhero to receive his own book was Luke Cage in Luke Cage Hero for Hire. The Black Panther was given his own book shortly thereafter, and in 1975, Marvel debuted Storm, the first female black superhero, as a member of the X-Men. One of my favorites, too. I was kind of surprised she was the first. Yeah. I guess there's there's been black women in comic books, but that was the first one with superpowers. I'm also kind of surprised she wasn't like an original X-Men. No, yeah, she was the second iteration of the X-Men. The original X-Men was Cyclops... Jean Grey, Marvel Girl, Iceman, The Beast, and Angel. That was huh. just five of them. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Good book, hmm. though. Yeah. Um, DC responded by giving its character Black Lightning, cringe, his own book in 1977 and debuting a character named Bumblebee, who was a black woman as a member of its book, The Teenage Titans, sorry, The Teen Titans, oh, later yeah. that same year. Uh, now, this, this is so shitty. The first black female superhero to get her own series was Captain Confederacy in 1991. 
Oof. Yeah. Fucking yeah, oof. Yeah, I'm not happy about it. Didn't her. nail it. No, no, did not stick the landing. No. And she was a black woman who received her powers after being impregnated by the first Captain Confederacy, a white dude who had grown disillusioned with being a propaganda tool of the government of the United States of the Confederacy in an alter- alternate American history series similar to The Man in the High Castle, where the Confederacy wins the Civil War. Uh, so that was the first black woman to get her own superhero book. But fortunately, Storm got her own miniseries a few years later in 1996. Uh, Marvel finally abandoned the comics code in 2001, and DC eventually did as well in 2011. And it was the last Whoa. company to abandon the code, which finally rendered it defunct. So wow. it was around from 1954 until 2011. I didn't I even didn't realize it was that. Fucking well, crazy. when you take into consideration that it wasn't mandatory, I guess it's just one of those things where if a book didn't pass muster, they put it out anyway. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. DC is probably such like a legacy company at this point that it's not like, we're not going to carry Superman. It doesn't have the seal on it. Yeah. Eh, fuck you. Um, <laughs> so from the uh, the very beginning, comic books have been on the vanguard of social conversation, being some of the first forms of media to address issues like we said, AIDS, drug addiction, and racism in a direct way. Uh, they're now one of the oldest modern forms of entertainment, having been around for, uh, in some form or fashion for over 125 years. And they've been, they featured and been written by everybody from Muhammad Ali to Nelson Mandela. Yes, Nelson Mandela had a comic book autobiography printed in 2005. That's How dope. fucking crazy is that? I don't know so how dope. to get my Holy hands cow. on it, but I, I would like to. It's got to be on the internet somewhere. You're probably right. I should see if there's like a PDF somewhere. Do the thing. Uh, superheroes, <laughs> for their part, have become culturally ubiquitous, and some of the most recognizable characters in the world. As I said earlier, the Superman logo is one of the most recognizable non-brand logos on the planet. Uh, their cultural touchstone and uh, their history is a litmus test and marker of uh, for a, uh, our slow but steady social progress. Now, uh, to wrap up, I have a quote and a question. Uh, the first is a quote from a the, that Senate subcommittee meeting where they did a whole bunch of research into comic books. They published like a 45-page report on how they felt about books after doing their research. The, the general vibe was everybody's wrong. They're not great, but they're not making anything worse either. They're just entertainment. Shocking. Uh, Sounds riveting. <laughs> the quote is, uh, comic books second only to jazz are a wholly American art form. And my question Facts. for the three of you if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Oh, fuck. Dang. Oh, controlling um, time, and if you have to, like, control matter or whatever, too, so, like, either the, the planet okay. is spinning, but, like, time. like Time? Pot, freezing time and shit, or slowing down time. Ooh, I think about this okay. all the time. Like, having enough time to get everything done. Everything done. It, it could help you. In, every, it would help in every aspect of my life. I don't see how it would fuck What's, me up. Um, I would age faster. That's the that's the, the burden you carry. It's like I would like age faster than like my loved ones. Not one. if you're the Flash. Yeah. What's the oh, one guy? I'm trying to think. Oh, god damn. My brain is just going I don't move fast, fuck. though. <laughs> uh, more, more recently been made into a movie, but it's um some kind made of like wizard. I'm trying uh, to remember. Doctor, oh, Strange. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Yeah, so that, magic. That, that level of control, yeah. yeah. Okay. Portals and a- aliens. So and control over time, control over magic. Yeah. I want to be Goku. Or you're, you're Abe. I'm sorry. I don't, yeah. I don't know you want to be Goku? I want to be Goku. I mean, that's not really a superpower, but I'll allow kind it. Kind of. I mean, like, kind of is. So do you, like, like, when you get hyped, the, your super, turns Superman, blue, but Goku style. Okay. You want to be a 
Fair enough. A cool that's, saying. That's, yeah. I could dig on that. I, 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 that's a good one, the, for the sure. Karate. We've yeah. we've all spent maybe that. A, a, a lifetime in, yeah. a, in you know the shower screaming trying to activate that <laughs> Try, trying to get super saiyan yeah, man exactly have you ever seen the youtube video of the little black kid who tries to turn into a super saiyan by screaming <laughs> no i think so like, i think so until he passes out from black <laughs> box and that's shit. awesome fucking fantastic that's true commitment that right? fucking kid is a super saiyan unfortunately didn't go blonde but you know keep going kid no, how you about could, you Mark? you go blue that's that's the true level I think it, uh, it it changes a lot. I think teleportation would be dope. Fuck yeah. Um, and I think uh, super strength would be useful for certain things. Uh, I I also see your point with being able to like move fast, like get places. But that's also like teleportation. Yeah, teleportation would be a way to that. cut out the middleman there. Uh, well, I, stop time. Like you would be able to pass every test you ever had to do. You'd be that's able to true. Like, like there's so much shit. You can that's do. true. Nightcrawler. Um, I, my Win fear every with, fight. with fucking crawler, with time yeah. would be the ability, like having the ability to to to, to fuck with time, might be like a dangerous yeah, thing truly. to have. Yeah. Uh, but I looked up this thing um, online, and it said that thirty-seven percent of people who were asked that question choose invisibility, which I thought was really terrifying. Good. Yeah, that's right. A, that's a pretty main one. It that was like one and flying. Thirty-seven percent chose invisibility, and thirty-five percent wanted to be able to read minds. So Chris. creepy. So that's. So creepy. Super That's fucking weird. Half of the give that. Give, I hate privacy. <laughs> that just shows you half of the I world mean, is just watching the other half, thinking, my, "What is going on? What are in that you doing?" Head? My there. second choice is to, it's controlling electricity, so I could like travel through fucking power lines. <gasps> hey, static I always shock. thought that would be static sick. shock. Yeah, static shock. Oh, I love static shock book. as a Excellent kid. Book. I always thought as a kid that would be book. cool to travel if, like if you're, you could get everywhere. If you're really hep, if you're really hep, the intro has a static shock. It does. The first season has a longer uh, piece of the whole clip. True, but, yeah. Um, yeah, we're big fans of Static Shock. There's a character who used to be in the Justice League called the Atom who can shrink until he can travel through phone lines, which I always thought was really funny. Mm. He, can, like, he, he can he become an le- electron. climbs through the s- receiver and like That's goes insane. like subatomic and can travel through phones to that get places. Cool. That's You're traveling you know, at the if, s- speed of light. If I can for one last one, do you guys have a favorite superhero? Ooh. I mean, I don't know how much you guys I are mean, yeah, fans definitely of have the one. medium. Um, like, who's your favorite superhero? I've always consumed it kind of like as a like tertiary fan. I've always mm-hmm. seen movies and like seen sure. and appreciated comic books and like understand some lore, this and that. But generally, I think I gravitate like uh, it's it, there's so many that like hit your mind all at once. Oh, for sure. For sure, there's there's yeah. hundreds of thousands. I think the first one that like made me like really like peak my interest was the Green Lantern. Okay. Yeah, something about like a, that th- intergalactic, <laughs> like intergalactic, like guardian, like like real like. It's like a big intro for a lot of people into like high science, like hard science fiction and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. A lot of those early stories, especially like Abe, mm-hmm. you have a. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm, like, fully aware that I'm being, like, like basic bitch Starbucks Frappuccino here, but I fucking love Spider-Man. That's, f- that's I think another, a lot yeah. of people are... Pure, yeah. That's, he's a very hopeful character. One of mm-hmm. my favorite, like, little asides in any comic book is Spider-Man, actually. Oh, yeah? And it's, it's funny with Marvel because so many characters 
have really great moments in really bad books. <laughs> and there was a book called Avengers versus X-Men that came out a few years ago. And the book was fucking horrible, but Spider-Man has a really good aside where he's teaching like this young girl how to be a superhero. And so the, the idea is the Phoenix force has come to earth and several of the X-Men are now basically like gods and they're Whoa. changing the planet by warping reality and all this shit. Right. And the Avengers are trying to stop them because that kind of power drives you mad. Of course. Yeah. And yeah. so Colossus is one of the people who has mm. the Phoenix force and Spider-Man fights Colossus. And there's yes. just like three pages of yes. Spider-Man getting knocked down and getting back up and being like, I, I, you can't make me stay down. I'm an Avenger kind of thing. It's Man. really, really, it's beautiful. That's the embodiment yeah. of that character to me is like, mm. he's, uh, you know, you wonder why he's there. And then you have moments like that. Where yeah. It's like, Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I love Spider-Man too. He's liquid hope. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. And so is Goku. So yeah, I guess that's just my thing. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I was, you're bringing that anime energy in here. I'm not ready for it. I do love so, it. Just Goku. So I was going to go with Spider-Man, but just to do a different one. Okay. If I have to pick a comic, because the one I'm going to pick, I don't think exactly is a comic book character. I think it's more of like a graphic novel. I don't know. I mean, Abe said Goku. Oh, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll throw Iron Man out there just because I always oh, like yeah. the suit. Well, yeah, but yeah, my pick is Roland Deschen, the gunslinger. Ooh. Okay, King. you know they did, they did make a comic book of they did uh, yeah cool. they did there is a Marvel book for um the Dark uh, Tower actually yeah that's interesting yeah, Ro- yeah. Roland De- Roland Deschen is did you is read the book pretty good anti- yeah yeah I, I won't read I won't watch the movie because I know they fucked I, it up I really 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 hated the way that series ended. It ended really weird, and I didn't read them. I I listened to the audiobook, which the guy, I think that influenced how much I liked it. Okay. Especially, like, the third or fourth one where he's telling that story about when he was, like, a kid and, like, his back with that that love interest. Like, it's so... Yeah, no, it's really weird when it, yeah, I don't want to ruin anything. Um, no, but you're good. I don't want to. How like, the Dark Tower ends is really meta and weird. I'm not going to diminish oh, like a thing, so a thing you that, like yeah. at all because uh, I, I, I am a Stephen King guy. I just feel like the Dark Tower is so hard to get into because the first book isn't very good, and then true picks up, gets very very meta, and then the ending is awful. So like it's eight books for the most disappointing ending you yeah, could possibly I think, I imagine. Think Game of Thrones. I think the basically whole... yes. <laughs> you know you know why I think I like yes yes yeah. why I like yes why I like Dark Tower series so much why I like the Dark who the hell is excited for any of these spinoff shows Fuck you if you are. <laughs> um, Ian's coming with the heat I right it. now. I love it. We found the button, guys. Anyway, <laughs> Dark... anyway, anyway yeah, the I Dark agree. Tower. I think I like. I, I liked it because the guy's his voice character work was so good, and it was just like the world, like they're like a night gunslinger. Because I grew up watching for Clint sure, Eastwood westerns, sure. so like the idea of like this like night gunslinger is guy. To be said for the right reader making a book better, for and sure. the potential of uh, Ron Howard has been trying to do a movie, then miniseries, movie, then miniseries thing, and I was like, the right person can make this great, like That's build legit. off this world, and then they fucked it up. I mean, see, you need like, Peter to, Jackson. To your point, I'm I I loathe Harry Potter as a franchise, but the audiobooks are read by Stephen Fry. Mm-hmm. So I've I've heard the audiobooks because like I love Stephen Fry and he can make a cooked book sound compelling mm-hmm. to me. 
So yeah, I think the, the, the audiobooks mm-hmm. of, of Harry Potter are phenomenal. And sometimes it's the essence, like the, the Disney movie Sky High. Like I fucking love that movie, and it's like the essence of what that world could be. But I get that. Thing, I think know? that's like but that's that. a superhero movie. I no, tried to sure, fucking back. For sure. Like, I think that like to your Kurt point, Russell. <laughs> to your point, like my uh, I I would say like the characters that I talk about the most aren't really superheroes. Like I, I'm a huge Magneto fan. I love the mm-hmm. Punisher. Oh, yeah. Those aren't. The whole X Men dynamic is really necessarily. Yeah. They're technically mutants, right? Or uh, I guess you could call Magneto like a vigilante, uh, mm-hmm. formerly terrorist. Mm-hmm. Part of the appeal, really. Yeah. Um, right. And that's that whole like he was a Jewish immigrant whose family was uh, killed in a concentration camp. That's like the whole yeah. motivation for the character. Yeah. How do you blame um, the man for being so angry? And I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, Magneto was, makes some great points. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> right. Magneto was right. I think I have that on a T-shirt somewhere. Uh, but to distill it to like superheroes, it always surprises people. But Superman and Captain America are my two favorite superheroes. Have been since I was like a kid, really. Um, right. They're it surprises people because of my feelings about America and like they're both truth and justice. Well, because it's not like America with either one of them. It's yeah. it's, it's the uh, ideal for for like being the best you can be for Superman yeah. and. Uh, Cap is really about like freedom and that sort of thing. Like he's denounced the American government and quit being Captain America several times. He famously quit being Captain America during the Nixon administration because he hated the U.S. government back then. That's like, what I'm saying, man. Captain That's America's so woke as fuck, dude. Like he knocked out Hitler. He hated Nixon. Like fuck. went to war with the Avengers when they wanted to make superheroes legislate themselves like that. That's a woke motherfucker. And yeah, it's just impossible to hate Superman. Like it's a weird. Yeah. I, Everyone throws shade because he's the OG. Yeah. Like, Cause he's been around for a hundred goddamn years. Yeah, like still I said. looking fresh. And the other one is just like every wonder woman story or wonder woman movie or wonder woman cartoon makes me cry. I don't know. <laughs> They're so huh. fucking wholesome. All of them. Like, there's, like, stories about, like, you know, you should be a better parent or, like, it's okay if you don't look conventional or we should all, like, encourage people to do whatever they want to do. And you're like, why isn't more entertainment like this? (laughs) Like, so positive. They have the Watchmen again, I think. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Fuck that movie. And that book. I That's going to upset a lot of people who were excited about a comic book episode to end it on, like, I hate the Watchmen, but I kind of do. It was a big moment for me to witness the uh, whole birth of kind of like the action sure like genre of movies that kind of came that spawned from them and that was during a time when comic book movies weren't really being done as well no yeah exactly that hbo series made it happen i haven't seen that yet and i'm not not judging the watchmen uh, series oh yeah 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 series because i heard a lot of good things yeah i've heard it's good holy moly they made that work my issue with the watchmen if i'm just gonna end on this let's do it um that t- t- this does relate to why I like Superman so much is that I feel like the Watchmen and like a lot of Frank Miller stuff, like his run on Daredevil or the Dark Knight Returns or other things, is like everybody really latched on to that idea of like superheroes all need to be bitter, jaded, flawed, sad, shitty characters. <laughs> right. And I'm tired of everyone being Batman and everybody being bleak all the time. Yeah, I agree. Like yeah. sometimes my entertainment, it's fine for it to be. 
uplifting and hopeful right. and positive. I don't need to hear about like everyone who wants to be a superhero is either a fascist dictator or an anarchist who wants to blow shit up. Yeah, sometimes like, it's sometimes possible to be other things. Yeah, I, I, this is a, a hilarious, stupid reference, but sometimes you just need a one punch man. I mean, I've one never punch. seen that before. A I've never punch. seen that before. Uh, you guys are all bringing the anime. <laughs> I mean, I have no familiarity with anime at all. I know like there's a, manga there's is a... totally adjacent to comics, and that they both started in the 30s. But like, yeah. that's really all I know. Like, yeah, I have some <laughs> recommendations for you, but okay. I think we're gonna we should just end it. I yeah, for sure. We give got me those a lot off, of stuff. Give, give me those off, uh, yeah. off air, man. Yeah, for sure. So that's uh, that's the episode, everybody. I, I hope you enjoyed hearing it as much as I enjoyed writing it. Because this was a fucking blast. Yeah, this I, was a really good time. I, I had a really good time. I'm working on this one, boys. And Abe, as always, Hell thank yeah. you for being here. Uh, we, I always appreciate being yeah, here. Well, beauty. all my friends are such amazing people, and we're bringing you some of the most amazing things with all these fun little facts. So thank you for coming and listening to the Four Corner Room. And if you want to contact us, email us at thefourcorneredroom at gmail.com. Because, I don't know, we want to collab. We, we see you out there. We have some new fans. Buddy, I appreciate you, man. If you made it the whole way to the end right now, this is a shout-out for you. I appreciate we, you. We have a, new fan named we have a friend job. named Buddy. Right on. Yeah. That's cool. He's a good guy. I love you, Buddy. Yeah, love you too, buddy. I love all my buddies. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out.